the fog to the LZ in country or stateside. It's helmets and gloves time. Welcome to Hooker Nation. Hey everybody, welcome back. You know what this is. This is the Hooker Nation podcast. What's yeah, up? Right. Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> what up? They got the Baghdad millionaire here. How you doing, brother? Hey man, if I was doing any better, I'd be our uh, guest star tonight. Yeah, who is that? That's how, that would be uh, Jonathan. John, Jonathan, I think I let me let me correct you here for a minute, Charlie. What? It's Major Jonathan Uran. Okay, you got to get it straight, brother. You okay, get it straight. stand by. I got to get here. I got to get straight. Hold on a second. Oh, there we go. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. He's back in it. <laughs> Tonight we got uh, Major Jonathan Uran on with us. Now, how about that? I know. How's it going, sir? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much, gentlemen. Gentlemen. I know. It's, we're, set, <laughs> we're laying it on thick tonight, aren't we? Yeah. Woo woo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Major Uran, I'm just, I mean, we're just going to start first name based on here. John, you know, welcome to the show. It's, we're really excited to have you. John's has a very successful career. Um, both Charlie and I have flown with him. He has started out as an engine guy way back in the day. He was enlisted, worked his way. Um, actually, uh, what I, th- I think that's one of the questions, so I don't want to spoil it, but uh, he did transition over into um, ob- obviously the uh, officer route. And worked his way through the ranks. Now he's a major. Um, he's he's done quite a bit. He was he was actually my commander in uh, Bravo Company One Six Eight for a while, and uh, so it's been great. You know, we we deployed together in Afghanistan. Actually, all three of us did. Yeah, um, that was we back did. when you were in LT, I believe, right, sir? No. Uh, well, when we got down to uh, Fort Hood, I was an LT, and I picked up Captain there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep. That's right. I remember. Yeah, 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 I remember that now. Yeah, way to go. <sighs> hey, it's been a, it's been a little while. I'm I'm already one deep, so <laughs> be patient with me. <laughs> so you're catching so, up. I know it's catching up here. Okay, I'm so, just sipping. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, we're excited about it. Um, we're gonna be chatting with with uh major Ann about his career we've got a lot of good questions uh but first off we would actually like to have a toast this week to all of the new members within the group on social media in the uh hooker nation group and yes. we'd also like to cheers to um all of the brand new recruits this week actually this month just joining up to go uh to go be a hooker, become a 15 uniform and yeah. or, and or become a pilot. So I know that there have been a few that have, uh, just left to go to flight school, uh, which shall not be named, but, uh, congratulations to everybody and, uh, yep. cheers. Congratulations. Cheers. Here's to you all. Cheers. Mm. Okay. All right. Very good. Whew, that is that is Andy, really good stuff. Yeah, Andy Weathers would be proud of me. He's looking down on me right now. I know. Mr. Light, Silver, Mr. Silver Bullen himself, so, Charlie Ross. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to just jump right into this thing. 
Um, first, actually, first before we do, again, thank you to all the new members, all the supporters. Uh, we'd also like all to, the sponsors, yeah. Also, like to give a big shout out to all of our our big supporters slash sponsors, um, Alpha Coffee. If you have not picked up your bag or K cups or merch or whatever from them, please go to their website right now and enter code. What is it, Charlie? It is Capital Hooker Nation, one word. All one word. You got to make sure you get in there. Now, here's the deal. If you use that uh, discount code, we are going to be keeping track of that. So once we get up to, I think it's, uh, I think it's 100 uh, cells using that discount code, we're going to throw out a couple of free stickers to that 100th cell. So we're keep, we're keeping track of some stuff. Please use the Hooker Nation discount code. Um, it's a way for us to track all of our users and all of the people that are actually using the code um, our way as far as the sponsorship goes. So yeah, please please um, use that code. Also, we got the Ragged Flag Company, and we've got Zeke over at Handicap Handicapping LLC. More to yeah, come well, on that stuff, but uh, yeah, that's some good. <laughs> all of the all three of them guys, awesome. Yep. Um, also, you know, I'm not, I wasn't going to say anything, but we are almost to the point where our website is complete and we're going to start promoting that pretty big because we've got a lot of great ideas. When that happens, we'll be pushing that out to everybody, but a lot of big changes come down the line from hookernation.com. So absolutely stay tuned for that. Yeah. And our team is, uh, we're filling our team with uh, top-notch people, and uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I really am. Yeah, I'm really excited. We got, for we sure. got we're going to have a championship championship team. Championship team for champion sure. championship. Champ, champ, <laughs> champ, it will Not championship. Champ. Yeah, no, it's looking good. Uh, we got some uh, heavy hitters coming on board, and I'm ecstatic about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. In fact, uh, uh, one of the one of the main people that we've brought on, her name is Heidi Hamilton. Uh, some of you may know her as Heidi Rhoda, but she actually was a, a pilot, and all three of us, <clears throat> I believe, have flown with her. And I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong here, sir, but I believe both you and Heidi were specialists at the same time when you were enlisted. Oh, I believe we were. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what she was that's what she was telling us. So I, I thought I'd well, bring it, that up. That's and all, it, that's yeah, awesome. and it's something else too. I want to bring up. She was a uh, flight engineer as well. So yeah, she worked her way up there, and and one hell of a good pilot. Tell you For that sure. right now. She's made both yep. Charlie and I cry a couple of times. <laughs> I think I think one of those times was on this show. I, I'm just I'm just trying to remember, but uh, she's a badass. Anyways, all right, sir. Hey, um, you know, as far as getting into this interview with you, um, probably the the list of questions that I have starting out is, you know, when you were an engine guy, what did you think about working on a 47 engine versus a Blackhawk engine? What what do you what do you think there? So, I'll start off. Um, when I became an engineer, I was in the I was with the reserves down the road. Um, oh yeah, been there, done that. 
And so that's all I w- we worked on when they let us work on them. Um, so I started off with the 47s and loved loved those engines. Loved, you know, just the size of that thing is just um, awe, awe-inspiring. Um, but when I came to the, the Guard and seeing the Blackhawk engines, at first, you know, they just kind of takes it takes your your breath away seeing that Blackhawk engine with just how small it is um, compared to the 47. And then you kind of looks like an APU or something. (laughs) It does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh no, it's good. Uh, But the, I'll say that the, what the Blackhawk engine had was uh, its modularity uh, and how clean it was on the outside. Um, because it doesn't get used very much. <laughs> it doesn't get used. <laughs> right. Uh, How much power does a Blackhawk engine have? What's that? How much uh, shaft horsepower does a Blackhawk engine have? Oh, I think it was rated at like fourteen or fifteen hundred shaft horsepower. Huh? Oh, I thought you were going to say fourteen or fifteen shaft horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there. I got. I. Okay, I'll shut up now. But what I'll say is, uh, I loved the just how much you could get in into that uh, 47 engine um oh yeah to to re- <laughs> you're replacing each of the individual uh uh rotor vanes uh, mm, rotor vane <laughs> you said rotor vane <laughs> <laughs> was uh it was interesting work it, i really enjoyed it i you know i i approached each engine whether it was blackhawk or chinook um uh, with as if it was going on to, uh, and I, yeah, I say onto my brother's aircraft, and that's how I, I, you know, viewed each, each job I had. Mm. Oh, right on. Yeah. So you had a brother that was in too. <clears throat> I I did. Yes. Uh, older brother who uh, also served. He he went enlisted and then uh, went on the warrant officer route. Oh wow. Yeah, I think we're gonna actually talk about that a little bit later. Um, okay, sorry well. about so, that. No, geez, Charlie. I, yeah, I stu- didn't know. Yeah, sorry I blew up. Yeah, sorry I came unglued. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, after your career um, enlisted, you, I'm sure you replaced several engines. You got to, you got to really... <laughs> Get to really work on those engines there. Um, you moved on to the officer role. Uh, it must have been very different for you. What was it? What was it like? And what kind of advice can you give to upcoming officers um, that either are just coming, you know, from RTC or green to gold or what, whatever the case may be? What's some advice for you, for those uh, upcoming officers? Uh, biggest advice is. Uh listen to your listed <laughs> hey, hey amen you know and it, and when i when i was working as the officer recruiter and talking to the rotc and people looking at going to ocs uh, you know i i would let them know that uh your e6 your or e7 platoon sergeant he's your primary trainer and uh to really to listen to them and and pay attention to what they're doing um you know, there's a time and place for the officer to step forward, but really, uh, the majority of it is the NCO business. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, in my my current role right now, I've got a a uh, second lieutenant who's filling in as a captain 
uh, position. And he's a OCS graduate, just pinned lieutenant uh, a year ago, and and he's uh, he's still at NCO. And so it's uh, part of my job is trying to mentor him to be that officer and to get out of the NCO's uh, business and NCO's line. Uh, right. Wow. Well, I, I can see that transition. In, well, would have been hard for me, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> it, 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 it really depends on how long a person's been that uh, NCO and, and um, whether or not they're able to turn that switch in their head. Um, right. And I, and I got to say, it is a switch, whether it's you consider it a lobotomy or not. Um, it's or, uh, <laughs> or a bottle. It's either a lobotomy or a bottle in front of me, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm the bottle in front of me guy. <laughs> oh, me too, but hey, I'm a, here, let's have a toast to that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, hookers. Cheers. Oh, oh, Lord. Anyway, I got to just stop. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Oh, that is, but, that is funny. But really, the, the role between an officer and an NCO, uh, while it overlaps, uh, as an officer, you really got to watch how much uh, NCO business you jump into. Um, and And the way I always looked at it is, if I had to jump into the NCO's business, um, and which I didn't like doing at all, it, you know, I'd hate to say it, but things were going to be put into writing. Um, as a, a pearl of wisdom that was handed down to me was, uh, the army can't make you do anything; it only can make you wish you had. Ah, uh, so, uh, good. Hey, you know what? I'm using that at work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now that's. I like it. That is, uh, no, that's, those are great words of wisdom. I'm glad that you were able to share that. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of wisdom that people share is typically because they went through those growing pains. So I appreciate you sharing that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that, and you know, something else too, that's good for the new guys coming up, you know, it is. I can't make you do anything, but I'll always make you wish you did. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Wish you had. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Good job, Jonathan. Yeah, so, you know, obviously you became an officer and was your was your choice to become an officer to uh lead or was your choice to become an officer to fly? What what uh what was going on in your head when you were making that decision? Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like it. So, uh, growing up, I I always you know, you remember watching uh, old John Wayne movies and everything, and uh, it was really I I loved his how he portrayed it being an officer, um, and I always you know try to push myself or you know keep my mind on that uh, that goal. Um, I try to start out. Uh, you know, from high school to get an ROTC scholarship, actually <clears throat> in the Marine Corps, um, and uh, first uh, first bad uh, recruiting experience was working with Marine recruiters, and uh, used up multiple months trying to talk to them to get a to fill out for an ROTC scholarship, and eventually that didn't pan out. Uh, so 
uh, went to uh, WSU, took uh, Army ROTC uncontracted because at the time I had both of my older brother was enlisted in the Army and, and a cousin who was enlisted in the Army. Uh, so I was like, eh, I'll, I'll take a look what the Army has. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, actually got to fly uh, and where I really fell in love with helicopters um, was riding in a uh, Huey up to a, a field training exercise with ROTC from the oh, right from, on from the guard. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. Uh, <clears throat> That's really cool. But I, you know, I remember growing up looking out uh, from my parents' uh, porch uh, over Lake Sammamish and seeing the, the the Chinooks and the Hueys from the reserves flying from Fort Lewis up to uh, Payne Airfield and back down again and um, you know every time you hear that helicopter you just run out there even from a young age and look up and just just with the, the awe of these uh, aircraft just being able to fly along it was just amazing and fell in love with that and always wanted to be a pilot right on that is very cool so obviously going to flight school then uh, in a few words or less Describe flight school for us. <laughs> In a few words or less. What the hell? What is that? A few words or less. Hey, hey, I'm the one asking the questions here. Oh, sorry. See, once again, sorry. <laughs> flight school is a uh, it's a fire hose. Uh, <laughs> that's there's a few words for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say that uh, having a little bit of the back shop experience. Um, was he helped me minimally um but more you know spending the time enlisted uh there was there was a couple times uh, i recall during uh our crew coordination test uh written test that we had to take uh, the instructor handed out all the tests and he said all right this is a test on crew coordination everybody you're responsible for your own work I'm going to step outside and have a cigarette. Again, this is a test on crew coordination. And he steps out. And you, I looked around, and there's all these heads bent over their tests as they're flipping through and writing answers. And I said, and, you know, I could see a couple other guys looking around, too. And they're like, hey, guys, <laughs> he's testing us on crew coordination. And you just see the light bulbs go off. <laughs> yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, so gosh. everybody passed that test. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That is good. And you know so, what? I think crew coordination is the number one thing. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. In a Chinook anyways. Well, it, and I think that's that. You know, my personal opinion is that's where Chinooks stand out from all the other airframes is just how much crew coordination we have to do. Um, yeah. And it, as I always tell people, you know, hey, I'm just the the – meat wiggler up front um and you know the guys in the back are the ones who control the aircraft so many euphemisms in here in this show i just just want to point that out i i appreciate it i appreciate it anyways keep going keep going <laughs> okay if that was a few words we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on we'll move on <laughs> um all right so you you finish flight school you um you come back you're doing the lt thing we we deploy uh you become captain and then um obviously when we get back you you did well enough you proved yourself and you transitioned into becoming the uh 
the commander of the 47 flight company. How was that? Well, so, um, unfortunately or fortunately, I, you know, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> I didn't become the commander right after the deployment. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I went over and it was, uh, I guess the deck commander for, uh, one of the maintenance companies, uh, Bravo 351, which was, you know, we, we were detachment underneath Delta company. So had another commander over me for that, uh, but the experience that I gained from being the XO downrange for uh, uh, for Jay was just it it was great. Uh, yeah. You know, I remember sitting down and and talking with the other uh, junior officers, and you know we made sure all of the pilots received a initial initial counseling. I remember one a CW four. Um, I sat down with him and I gave him his initial counseling at the beginning of the deployment. And he looked at me and he goes, you know, this is the first time in my career that someone's given me initial counseling. And that was, you know, that's really just, uh, just blew my mind that, uh, that was the first time in this CW4, the senior CW4's career that a leader had sat down and said, Hey, this is what I expect out of you. This is what your job entitled or entails for you. Um, (laughs) wow. (laughs) <laughs> and uh so i think uh and then when i came back from the deployment uh my uh full-time job was as the brigade s1 which i think really helped uh set me up to walk into to be the company commander of bravo company you know just knowing all the ins and outs of the regulations mm-hmm. for personal actions and everything um and uh you know the more time you spend and i hate to say it more time you spend on staff the more you learn um, some things you don't want to learn about the regulations, uh, but uh, the more you learn how to make the regulations work for you and for your company and to uh, really uh, uh, help the, the soldiers in your company. Yeah. So I, I and I got to say, I, I loved walking in and being the, the company commander for uh, Bravo Company, um, even though it was to try and get the company ready to head downrange again. Um, and thankfully, at that time, uh, it got turned off because it was just too, too, too fast of a turnaround for the guys. Um, you know, I know we would have done it uh, because that was what was asked of us. But uh, you know, I know that uh, a lot of the guys were just, uh, you know, either emotionally or, or physically, or just because of their families were burned out from um, the the rotations. So uh, it was right. To me, it was just a. a was thankful that it got turned off and uh, gave you guys a couple more years to get ready. I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's I. I was a part of it. It was good. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say I was excited to stay home, but I was excited to stay home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Yeah, that's all the questions that I got for you, sir. Um, it, it's all up to it's all up to Charlie Ross to finish this thing out now. No, I'll get the mission done. You ain't got to worry about that. Hey, you you always always do. do. You always carry us home, brother. You always carry us home. Get that mission done. (laughs) Just want to get the mission done and go home. Okay, so uh, what is your current role as the deputy commander uh, major in your current assignment? So uh, I'm lucky enough to be the deputy commander of the 10th civil support team uh, in in Washington State. 
Um, civil support teams, every state and territory has a civil support team, at least one. And uh, we are responsible for responding to uh, all chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and explosive incidents within that state, territory, or nation. Wow. That's, uh, that's a heavy responsibility, brother. It is. I mean, it, that's huge. It is. And, uh, you know, we're technically uh, able to and supposed to respond uh, 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, this last week I was on leave and I was still getting phone calls. Um, uh, you guys might have heard about that uh, little incident up at uh, the Kitsap Naval, uh, Naval Base. Banger. Yes. Yep. Yep. I was receiving phone calls on that. <laughs> wow. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, the uh, that turned out to be uh, a minor, minor blip on the the radar screen. But uh, well, it, you know, it just goes to show that big or small, uh, your guys are on it, and it's not going to go unnoticed and slip through the cracks like people say stuff does around this country. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Very good to know. Uh, what are you currently doing to help better the soldiers in uh, your unit and help them become more resilient? And, and uh, what do you got going with that? So, uh, like I said, with uh, you know doing all that staff or doing a lot of staff positions, staff work, staff roles, um, you know, Washington State really has a, a very good uh, program in place with the J nine. Um, and uh, through all my positions and, and duties that I've had so far, I've had a lot of interactions with them. So I try and get, to, you know, I, I really flex those uh, resources uh, to help those soldiers out. Uh, plus, I got to say, becoming an officer uh, 10 years into my career, um, you know, you just see so much, you know, you you've got a little bit more life underneath you, a little bit more experiences to, so that you can relate to people. Um, right. That's huge. And, and that, that really is, it's, yeah, you know, it's, you're not a, uh, even though I, I will say I was, I kind of still have a, such a baby face, but, uh, not so much anymore, <laughs> but, uh, uh, as a Lieutenant, I, I'm sure I had the, just the baby face. And when talking to people, they, they look at you and they look, they're like, who are you? But, uh, after a while, well, that's because you need to show them your war face. Now, let's see your war face. <laughs> well, I was oh, let's see your real war face. Work on it. <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, Jordan was telling me just, or we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, your brother's accident. Uh, he had an Apache crash. How'd that affect you as uh, you were preparing for flight school? Well, this really. Uh, goes back probably back to number six or your previous question about being resilient um so my brother had a, his accident was uh actually uh a month ago or what uh 2005 uh, january 21st 2005 um which was pretty much a year before i left for flight school uh, almost okay. almost to the day a year before i left for flight school and uh so at the time, you know, I, I like to crack jokes. I'm a, I'm a, a natural smart ass, um, and, and joker. And so when my, after my brother's accident and, you know, my family and all my friends knew that I was 
plan on becoming an officer and, and going to flight school. And they, they look at me and they're like, hey, are, are you still going to do that? Are you still going to go to flight school? And I looked at him and I said, yeah, yeah, I, I got to prove that, to the Army that one of us can fly. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, and oh, oh. So, well, you know, and that's it, it. You know, it's a coping mechanism. So, right. Yeah, um, I got you. And, you know, it, it worked for quite a while until finally one day uh, my other older brother, uh, the middle brother, I'm the youngest brother, um, uh, pulls me out. We're, at, we're drinking at a bar and pulls me outside and goes, you say one more joke about Matthew's accent and I'm going to you know, knock you out. <laughs> and so I was like, OK, Roger, got it. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't, you know, no longer cut jokes about his accident or anything. And so that forced me to, to kind of deal with some of the emotions of, of, uh, you know, his accident. And, uh, when I went to flight school, everything was going great. Um, I think I was the second person to solo in the class and everything. And then we started getting into auto rotations and, uh, starting to do the auto rotations. I remember, uh, flying along and, and going, what the hell am I thinking? <laughs> you know, this is, this is what almost killed my brother. Um, and here I am trying to, you know, do the same thing. And, you know, I, in my, you know, hell, he's my, he's my eldest brother. He's, uh, you know, one of the people I looked up to growing up. And so I was like, wow, I, you know, what am I, what am I doing? So, uh, my IP is just, you know, after a while he's looking at me, he's like, what's going on with you? Cause you know, I, my uh, ability to concentrate in the cockpit was gone. And I said, Hey, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, mentioned my brother and he was like, Oh, okay. So I, 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 you know, took a step out of the cockpit for a little while and, um, went through, went through some counseling, uh, talking with a, a person there. And, um, after, and I gotta tell you that the first day out of the cockpit, I remember standing there in my kitchen and at Fort Rucker and your body is just so used to just the sequence of everything. And, you know, the, that adrenaline surge you get from flying and I'm standing in the kitchen, I'm not flying and I'm just shaking because the adrenaline's going through my system. Um, but, uh, got back in, uh, you know, knocked it out, learned how to, uh, you know, compartmentalize that, uh, that issue again and, and, uh, uh moved forward from there. Now, would I say that his accident and, and what happened to him, um, has no impact on my flying. Oh, it certainly does. Uh, I think if anything, it, it makes me more methodical. And I always looked at myself as trying to be a more methodical thinking pilot, um, you know, trying right. to think, think yeah. through each of the situations. And, uh, you know, I know the IPs would probably agree with, cause they would ask me a question. I'd sit there and think about it and they'd get upset because I would think about it for a little bit too long. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, and, and that's also my, my characteristic, uh, you know, in staff work too, is just sit there and, you know, when things are, you know, everybody's talking around me, just sit back and listen to what's going on around me, uh, and formulate, you know, my response to everything. And, and that was back in 2005 is when uh, he had his accident. Yep. It was, uh, January 21st, 2005. Uh, he was coming off of a gun run in the Udari firing range in Kuwait, uh, and uh, him and the he was the uh, the backseater of his Apache. Uh, he just made PC. Uh, his front seater, uh, the gunner, 
um, they were uh, tracking the target they had just fired at, doing a left bank coming off of it. Uh, both of them were still looking at the target, uh, watching it. And uh, actually, I was at flight school uh, on one of the safety stand down days. We were down at Dothan um, Civic Center. And I remember they played the video uh, and the audio and everything of showing the, the, that flight. And I remember sitting there watching it and just going, oh, my God, that's my brother's accident. Oh, no shit. And uh, so as they were coming off of it, both of them were target fixated. Um, you know, look it up, guys, <laughs> on, the, the, uh, on the target and uh, doing a left bank. They got the uh, audio warning, altitude low. My brother pulled a little bit more uh, thrust, which, of course, in the left or in a, I think they were in a right bank, in the right or any bank, you pull thrust and not uh, aft cyclic or leveling out. It just started making them go into even further, you know, just uh, increase the uh, amount of turn. Said it, you know, the audio said it again. He pulled more thrust, so just increase that uh, turn rate. And then uh, the front pilot said, you know, Hey, are we safe? Um, which snapped my brother out of it, and he looked down to turn the weapons to safe, and that's when he realized uh, that they were, you know, about to crash. So he pulled aft cyclic to try and climb out of it, and the uh, the tail hit the ground, and um, mm. the aircraft went into a uh, uh, basically its death spin in the air, mm. and then uh, and, you know came back down. Uh, nose first into the ground. Uh, thankfully, uh, chocks two and three behind it, uh, one of them was a registered nurse, landed and got out and uh, administered first aid to my brother. And apparently the the only thing visible or recognizable from that cockpit was the seat my brother was in. Um, and uh, they got him to the hospital in Kuwait and Got him stabilized and then off to uh, to Germany. Wow, that is that's an incredible story, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, and it you know to show how small the world aviation is. Uh, when we were deployed uh, in Salerno, we were underneath the uh, third cab. Yeah, Beth, uh, that was a lot better than the other one we were under. <laughs> yeah, well, that third cab unit was the the unit that my brother was in when he was deployed. Uh, when they were supposed to go to Iraq, but when they were in Kuwait. And so several of the pilots, oh, wow. several of the pilots there recognized my last name and then asked me, um, Hey, are you Matt's brother? And, uh, I remember walking one, you know, blacked out night across, uh, heading to the dining facility. And I hear this, this voice, uh, in the darkness yell, Hey, you Matt's brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't see anybody, of course. And I look around, I'm like, yeah, he just, hey, how is he doing? <laughs> right on. It is a small world. Yeah, it and uh, the the other unit that uh, came after um, happened to be because that uh, my brother's unit from Third Cab had broken off and went up to that other location uh, with the Tenth Mountain, um, so that uh, the Apaches that were with us down in Salerno and Tenth Mountain came in. That was my brother's unit. Uh, so 
really small world. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it really is. Especially in aviation, it is very yep. small world. Um, you know, on that note, sorry, I'm just going to bring this up. Um, you were you were shared with me the uh, um, the foundation of your brother's. I was your brother the co-pilot, or I don't know how that uh, how that works in the Apache world, but uh, um, but there's the foundation, the Captain Joe F. Lusk the second memorial foundation right uh you want to talk that a little bit i'd love to be able to share that with the listeners as well yeah so uh after the accident uh uh unfortunately captain joe lusk uh who was the front seater who was the uh the pi uh for the my brother's uh aircraft um he died on impact uh from what i understand um his family came back and um because they felt that uh, in a, maybe he expressed to them that he wanted them to do it if anything should happen to him. Um, they set up a foundation to help uh, other soldiers who are wounded or injured um, with uh, getting some help monetarily, some you know, um, you know, some funds to to help them through tough times as they uh, recover. Yeah. Right. And so every year they put on a couple of uh, golf term- tournaments uh, to help raise money. Uh, now, how how I help support them is that I, uh, through Facebook, no, I'm sorry, not through Facebook, but through Amazon, um, There's Amazon has a program called Smile for, uh, or I should say a website. Uh, it's like smile.amazon.com. Same, it looks exactly the same as Amazon. Um, but uh, a portion of the proceeds from your purchases can go to a uh, charity. Oh wow! I didn't know that. That is really so, cool. that that is and, that is an awesome thing. And so I've I've set up through uh, my Amazon um, to donate to the uh, Captain Joe F. Lusk Memorial Foundation. Oh, good uh, on you Amazon, for my Amazon purchases for that. Oh, that's really cool. We're gonna I like, yeah, I, yeah, we will most definitely will. Uh, I got uh, another question for you. It's uh, how did you like being a pilot, and what did you walk away with from that experience of being a pilot? Oh, as I uh, as I tell people, being a pilot is it's the best job in the army. Um, um, uh, that's be the second best, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're right. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Uh, so being a pilot, uh, I mean, every time you pick that aircraft up to a hover, uh, I mean, it didn't matter if it was a training mission, uh, my I, my you know, annual check ride, uh, you know, a combat mission. You know, you pick it up to a hover, you just got this uh, just grin on your face um, as you break the bonds of gravity. It's it, it's great. Uh, it is. I love it too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just being a being a crew dog in the back. I mean, that was the best hobby I ever had. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you just you pick that aircraft up, especially the Chinook. How big that Chinook is, <laughs> um, and how effortlessly it just comes off the ground. Uh, or, or it's supposed to come off the ground. <laughs> well, yeah. Even with me in there, it was like nothing. <laughs> Oh, Charlie, come on. 
my favorite, you know, I love, I got to experience, uh, this was in the F model, of course, uh, but uh, 49,999 pounds lifting off. Is and, that right? Wow. And it, uh, it shakes like a, like a mother, but it, it does it. It's just fine. Gets it is. Done. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Funny. Hey, uh, so Jonathan, do you like your new job better than being a pilot? <laughs> and if so, why? Oh, um, do I like my? I don't mean to put you on the spot. At <laughs> any means, no. So, <laughs> no. Um, being a pilot again, it's the best job in the army. I, uh, I would say that uh, my my current job, it's it's more of you know, I guess I'm more like the FE. I'm, I'm more managing the, the program now. Uh, uh-huh. Cool. You know, and that's, the FEs, you know, that's gotta be done too. Yeah. The FEs, you know, you guys manage the aircraft. Uh, you know, really, like I said, the pilots up front, we just wiggle the sticks and, uh, you know, try and keep each other awake as we're flying. Um, you guys in back are, you know, you manage the, the entire program. Um, you know, <laughs> Make sure that we're we're still awake and, and on our game up front, uh, and that's what I I really do. And as uh, the deputy commanders, uh, especially when we're out in the field responding to a call, I'm I'm just the the person walking around making sure that uh, everybody's doing their job and um, that everything's running smoothly. Uh, so, you know, and I I love what I do uh, either way. Uh, but you know, hey, it's not flying. <laughs> right, I got you. All right. Well, I uh, I don't have anything else. Jordan, do you got anything? No, sir. It's been a huge pleasure to have you on the show and an honor. Um, we really Indeed. appreciate you taking the time to to come on here. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Hey guys, it's been my honor to to serve with both of you, and uh, you know, I knew every time I got on the aircraft that we were going to make it back. Uh, with all of our our flight engineers and, and crew chiefs that we had in Bravo Company, you guys were the best. That's right. We get the mission done, son. Yeah, I did. mean, sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> gotta say, gotta stay PC here. Gotta stay PC. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, thanks. For, yeah, appreciate you coming on, John. That's awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Hey, um, this is. Uh, this is a great opportunity for anybody out there. If uh, if you're a company commander, if you're a flight engineer, if you are a mechanic, a back shops guy or gal, what whatever it is that you have going on, if you are involved with Chinooks, if you're a 47 person, even if you're a sport personnel, or if you have ridden on a Chinook, we know we know you're out there, you Rangers. Or seen one on a movie. Or seen one on a movie. <laughs> okay, we're not that desperate yet. But if oh, you have... It's not please. about desperate. It's about being part of it, man. Oh, for sure. It's for all sure. good. But we got to hit the we got to get the heavy hitters first. Anyways, Amen. please reach out to Charlie or myself. We are always available to talk 47 Business. We're always available to chat if you have any questions. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, please... Email us and we'll schedule a time to get you on, um, and we'll make a good time out of it, just like tonight. Absolutely, yeah, (laughs) good time, a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, and hey, um, for all of you out there, the the website. I just want to make sure that I have this correct 
for that foundation that uh, Major Aaron was talking about. It's joelusk.org. If you'd like to be a part of that and help out that foundation in any way, shape, or form, um, joelusk.org. And, uh, yeah, sir, again, it's been awesome. It's been great. Um, really appreciate your leadership throughout the years and, uh, I'm laying it on super thick right now. So just, <laughs> yeah, just I let know, it happen. You're not even in. You're not even in anymore. Just, let, just let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Always had fun flying with you. Always had fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when we deploy and I'd go with the equipment and you let me go with you guys. I'll never forget that trip on the C5. Awesome. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, hey, um, again, for everybody out there in, in uh, 47 World, thank you for supporting us. Thanks for uh, all your input and suggestions to help make us great, help make Hooker Nation great again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much. And, um, yeah, we'll be on next week. we got a good show next week. We're going to bring on Zeke, the Handicap and LLC yeah, and it's uh, not like you think. Man. I know. I know. The, the mission is not what this what the uh, <laughs> name sounds like. So, yeah. it, but it's cool. You'll get it when we talk about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, we're excited. Yeah. So, yeah, we got yeah. a good show next week. We got a lot of great things coming down the line. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. Until next time, this is Hooker Nation signing off. Out here, ramps level, wheels chalk. One, two, clear to ground. Hooker Nation signing off.